Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. This is episode 224, entitled New Game Plus Expo 2021. We're going to be talking a lot about that uh, the expo that happened just a few days ago. We're also going to be talking about uh, Pyra and Mithra now in Smash Ultimate, also Monster Hunter news, and uh, a few other stories. Uh, in terms of uh, introductions, though, if maybe you're you're new to this podcast, my name is Steve, uh, but I am not here alone. I've got some friends here to talk uh, Nintendo stuff with me. And uh, first up is Barry. Hey, Barry, how's it going? Hey, Steve, always a pleasure. Looking forward to this. Looks like every other Tuesday night. Nice, nice. Also joining us is Greg. Hey, Greg, how are you? Doing very well. I'm always happy to be on, and always love talking games with you guys. Absolutely. Uh, we also have a live chat, so we're going to be referring to uh, that throughout the evening. If you are joining us live, be sure to uh, say all your comments, your thoughts about all the news stories that we talk about. Uh, we'd love to hear what you're playing, all that different stuff, uh, and we'll kind of refer to it and uh, and actually you know call some of you guys out uh, throughout the podcast. So that's you're kind of like the the fourth member of this team, a collective chat that uh, you know joins into this podcast. So thank you guys for doing that. If you haven't ever joined us live, uh, this is this is our request. Make sure you do that sometime. Uh, it'd be great to have you guys join in there. And uh, we love talking with you guys throughout uh, the, the evening as we record. Uh, if you have not done so yet, we also want to encourage you guys to follow us on social media. Uh, we're just at Nintendo Fuse uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's a great way to, uh, to see what's going on and connect with us. But also, uh, we would love for you to join our Discord. The link is on the screen but also in the show notes um, and our podcast and everything. Uh, we just love for you guys to join that because that helps us just chat with you guys in between the episodes and uh, and keep the conversation going. So we love, uh, we would love for you guys to join that. Uh, right now, it looks like we got Jakester, we got uh, Jared, we got Jesse, uh, some other people in the chat. So thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Uh, yeah, we got a, a full uh outline of uh nintendo stuff to talk about new game plus expo had a ton of switch uh content uh so we can talk about that in just a little bit before we jump into that we gotta we gotta catch up um what have you guys been playing over this last week what's been keeping you busy in the uh in the gaming world uh barry what's what's been up for you uh yeah still doing animal crossing i'm I'm finally got all the mario items now i'm just buying duplicates too build what I want to build, uh, even though I'm not totally sure what that is yet. Uh, but that's mainly all I've been doing with, with Animal Crossing. I did play Tetris 99 again, uh, this time because the Mario 3D World Cup actually did go live, and I was able to play it. I actually, the first theme I actually got, I, I played through and got the 100 points. And uh, I mean, I did it mainly for the, uh, the Mario reward, but I was like, yeah, why not? I'll just go ahead and do that. And uh, otherwise, I've been focusing on Bravely Default 2 with the Switch, which is an amazing game. And uh, I'm at the end of Chapter 3 now, I think of 6. And it's it's a big game. And there's a lot to it. And there's a lot of customization. And it's not perfect. Uh, there's a few things like just menu items I wish were there. But outside of that, it's, it's darn close to a perfect game. It's really good. Uh, on the PS4 or 5, Front, I did finish Persona 5 Strikers. I was still playing it last week. Uh, that is an amazing game. Uh, that truly is a fantastic follow-up to Persona 5. Uh, so well done. Uh, it's just, if you've 
if you haven't played the Persona games, Persona 5 is a great starting point. And uh, if you have played Persona 5 and you're interested in seeing what happens next, uh, then absolutely give Strikers a shot. It, even if you're not a Dynasty Warriors fan, it doesn't really play like a Dynasty Warriors. It plays like a Persona with, with action elements. Uh, just really well done. Um, PC-wise, I'm still playing Final Fantasy XIV, uh, you know, just ready for the next expansion, when, or at least the next update when that drops. And Dragalia Lost and Mario Kart Tour still capturing my attention on mobile. Nice, nice. And uh, Greg, what have you been up to? Enter the Pokemon uh, hole over here. So <laughs> it's almost like a bottomless pit. You're playing catch up um, for the last uh, 25 years. <laughs> well, apparently not that. We haven't gotten that deep yet. But um, <laughs> primarily it's been Pokemon Sword. Um, my daughter's profile, we beat the entire game and she was able to catch uh, Zacian, the sword Pokemon. That's like the little bonus story at the very end of the game. I'm on mine. I'm getting very close to there. I just have to do all the Dynamax uh, gym ones left and then um, capture Zacian. So I beat like the main game, got the Master Ball. But now just trying to finish up that and trying to collect a few more Pokemon as I go. Um, we got Let's Go Eevee from the library. So we've been diving into that. Um, only got to like, the first gym there. Just having a lot of fun like capturing Pokemon. It's very little different the way you have to like use the motion controls to actually cap like capture them in that game so that took a little getting used to and also you don't really battle as frequently as um sword so it's like you get all the experience of just catching all the pokemon you come across so i was hoping to capture an eevee and move it over to the my pokemon sword profile because it's much rarer on uh, pokemon sword See, then also did some Super Mario Odyssey. Um, I was actually continuing my own profile and caught like another like 50 some moons or something from like the Luncheon Kingdom and uh, the Lake Kingdom. Just was having fun just replaying the game. Um, one of the techniques I just actually ended up learning was like that dive thing. I had like never done that throughout my entire play back in 2017. So it's like I'm learning actually how to dive to that like air dive. Hmm. Um, launched and that was been pretty fun to figure out um then like barry said animal crossing pretty much it's just been buying the limited time items and the mario items as um he uh, did i'm just buying duplicates now i had to get one of everything already so just trying to make a little area i saw a little video today like somebody made like a rainbow road section with all the mario items and that looked very incredible so it was like the Super Nintendo version of the course, and they had like some customization tiles and stuff, and it looked very incredible. We'd have to probably find a screenshot to share with everybody. And then finally, still playing Fire Emblem Heroes on mobile. That's just my main mobile game for the last like four years. So yep, that's what I've been up to. Cool, cool. Uh, let's see. Let's go back to the chat just to see what everybody's playing here. Um, Jesse's talking about Super Mario 35. Yep, only just uh, what like a couple weeks left in uh, Super Mario 35, so get it while you can. Um, other than that, he's been playing Little Town Hero, uh, and then uh, Jakester got the Bowser's Fury Tetris theme at the last minute the other day. Also, did start Pikmin One and uh, got uh, seven ship parts. Um, and then Jared's been playing Pokemon Go, Animal Crossing. 
uh, Mario Kart Tour, Tetris for the Mario Rewards, and a little Smash for the uh, Pyra, Pyra and Mithra uh, DLC. I kind of totally missed the uh, Tetris thing for the Mario Awards, so oops. Um, <laughs> and uh, looks like I think that's what everybody's been playing in there. Uh, if you haven't put what you've been playing in the chat, uh, be sure to do that. Let us know what you are playing, and uh, after the fact, just toss it down in the comments. We'd love to know what you're playing as well. Uh, for me, it's been uh, actually the exact same games as I played the week before. Uh, it's been Rocket League, Animal Crossing, and uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Um, so not really a whole lot to say there. Um, yeah, continuing in Rocket League and, um, you know, trying to, to progress and, you know, just just having fun with that. Um, still playing predominantly on uh, on Xbox, actually only on Xbox now. Um, sorry, Switch, you just didn't cut it. And uh, and then also, um, yeah, just like you guys, just trying to get the the Mario stuff from from Animal Crossing. That's that's basically all I've been doing. Kind of making my rounds and you know getting what I can. Was really upset with uh, Red the other day. I posted this in our uh, in our Discord as well, but uh, finally he came and I got to visit him, and he had no real pieces of art for me at all. And then he sneezed on me. I was like, "Come on, Red, COVID times, man. No sneeze. Wear a mask and stop sneezing <laughs> on your customers. It's not a good way to bring me back. Uh, not even have anything I could buy, and then you sneeze on me. It's not good." Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Age of Calamity, uh, just kind of chipping away on that a little bit, little by little. Uh, so I think I've finished uh, all of Chapter 2 now and uh, kind of just um, continuing on in that and doing some of the side quests and, and stuff like that as I go through. But yeah, not really rushing through it, but, uh, but also, you know, not really fully taking my time, but uh, just kind of, you know, enjoying every minute uh, that I get to play of Age of Calamity. So eventually I'll get to the end of it and uh, then I can let you know if I'm disappointed in the end or not, because <laughs> I know a lot of other people were. <laughs> so as of right now, it's still going pretty well. Um, but uh, Jigster said he has yet to try uh, Pyra and Mithra. Uh, I have as well, but we'll get more into that in just uh, a little bit later in the, the podcast. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that's uh, all we've been playing. Again, if you haven't let us know what you've been playing, uh, be sure to let us know. Uh, let's jump into this week's news. And uh, like we said earlier, a good chunk of tonight, uh, this, this episode is going to be dedicated to the new Game Plus Expo um, that happened just a, a few days ago. And uh, yeah, I, very, correct me if I'm wrong, last year did not have nearly as many Switch games, did it? Uh, last year had a good chunk of Switch games. I, I'm yeah. going to say maybe it was like 75 to 80%. Okay. But this year is like so many more. So um, many. Yeah. So like like we were talk talking offline, it was almost like it was Nintendo Direct. So uh, yeah, Barry, walk us through all that they showed off at uh, New Game Plus Expo. And we're kind of going to talk through uh, all this and kind of talk about what stood out to us and uh, what was announced and, and all that. Yeah, so uh, for those that didn't get a chance to watch it, uh, you can still absolutely go watch the entire presentation. Uh, it's heavily inspired by Nintendo Directs. And it's really cool because this came out last year when E3 was canceled and COVID. And they're like, hey, let's still get together and do an announcement video. And, and they did that. And they also copied the Nintendo Treehouse. So afterwards, companies will show off some of their games and talk. And, and obviously, since every company handles it their own way, the quality varies depending 
you know, on what they decide to present. But it's a really cool showcase from smaller publishers and not like tiny publishers, not like indie games. These aren't indie games, but these are smaller companies and smaller publishers putting out some really great stuff. Uh, so the way we're going to break it down is we're going to break it down by those companies uh, just this way we could discuss each of them respectively and give um, some respect as it's deserved. And we're going to start with NAS America. NAS America has been very good with the Switch thus far and started off with Suda51, our, our good boy Suda51, who actually opened the show last year with No More Heroes 3 gameplay behind him. And he didn't show off anything. That was it. It was like a real tease. This time, uh, since we know more, No More Heroes 3 is coming out and we have a date and gameplay footage, this time he talked about the Silver Case and the 25th Ward, two games that he put out. In fact, the first games that Grasshopper Studios put out that were originally on the PS4. And uh, now they are coming to the Switch in a double pack with added stuff. And that is coming uh, July 6th. Uh, Stranger of Sword City, which was on the Vita originally, and Saviors of Sapphire City will release on March 16th. Again, another double pack. I love multi-pack games where you're really getting a lot of bang for your buck. Uh, one of my game of the years last year, Trails of Cold Steel 4 was uh, shown off. Again, coming to the Switch this time. We have a date, April 9th. Absolutely Got to play that game. Uh, Poison Control, which is a scrolling shooter. That's going to be on April 13th. Another uh, shmup, R-Type Final 2. Uh, that's going to be on everything, including the Switch. That's coming out April 30th. Disgaea 6, which again is a Switch exclusive in the States, is coming June 29th. And uh, they showed off a lot of gameplay for that. Uh, another fantastic game, Ease 9. Have, we now know that it's coming to the Switch in the summer. Uh, it was already out in the PS4. And then one, one really cool thing is they're doing a new series called Printy Presents NIS Classics Volume 1. And the fact that it's called Volume 1 means we know more are coming. The first volume is going to have Soul Nomad and the World Eaters, which is from 2007. That was a PS2 title. And Phantom Brave from 2004. That was actually, I believe, the follow-up to Disgaea from that team. It was a PS2 title. It was ported to the Wii, so it has been on Nintendo before. Then the PSP, and then the PC. And this is going to be like the, the best version of it. And that's also another double pack. So you're getting both those games uh, in the same pack. All, most of NIS games, uh, maybe I think all NIS games actually, do also have collector's editions on their website, nasamerica.com, if that's your thing, or they're in retail. Uh, let's go to you, Greg. What did you think of NAS America's showcase? Yeah, that was very impressive. Um, I did love how he like, did all the double packs for a lot of these things. It definitely is very pro-consumer. Um, I haven't really played too many NAS games in general, but I'm definitely going to be taking a look. I really hope there are some demos for some of these, because I... There's really too many games that looked like really great to play. <laughs> and again, it'd be nice to actually get my hands on to see if that's my cup of tea or not. Sometimes it's kind of hard to tell in some videos and I don't know. So <laughs> I've had interest in like the Disgrace like series, but I've never played five or any of the older ones. Um, Poison Control also seemed kind of pretty cool. Um, yeah. What about you, Steve? Yeah, I think, I mean, the the, the standout to me, um, just because uh, I'm a big fan of shmups, is uh, is R-Type Final 2. Um, I've not played all the, the R-Type games. I think I've, I've talked about um, this on other podcasts before. Um, but uh, the times that I have, um, 
I really enjoy them. And it's kind of, it's, I, I saw like later on, they, they showed off gameplay and they had kind of a little competition through the first level. And it was very reminiscent of the first R type, which was, is fun to, uh, to see kind of them kind of not only bringing it to the, this new, you know, style, but also, you know, graphical style and everything, but, but hearkening back to the, the old, um, you know, boss from the first level at least. And, uh, so that was, that was cool. And so I'll definitely be looking at that. It's, it's been a while since I've bought a new, uh, R type game. And so that's, that's one I'm, I'm definitely going to be looking at, um, for sure. And, uh, the other ones, like I, this was, you know, a lot of times the NIS, like, I love that they keep supporting the switch. I love that they keep putting games out there. Um, although a lot of their games don't fall under the, I guess the category of the the stuff that I really enjoy a lot. <laughs> um, but uh, but like Greg said, I do like I would love it to see uh, more and more demos um, because I, I think I would enjoy, you know, trying out some of these games. I do have a question, uh, Barry, because I know you're you're a big fan of both mm -hmm. Trails of Cold Steel and the East series. Um, mm -hmm. Can someone jump in at this point or do they need to have yes. the 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 prequel like playing cold steel one through, you know, four or five before and, and ease, you know, one through eight first. All right. Uh, so for the trails of they while they're, they actually are all connected, they have jump in points. So like you could jump in with cold steel one and go that way. You can jump in at the beginning. Uh, as for cold steel four, technically, I mean, you could, but it's, you're only really playing half a game. Uh, Cold Steel 3, which is out in the Switch right now, is the first half of that game. So you could actually jump in in Cold Steel 3. There's a brand new cast of characters. The old characters are all there too, but you have a new cast. You're seeing it, the, the story progress from a brand new cast. So it treats you as you're coming to this world for the first time. You won't get as much out of it, kind of like if you're watching episode seven of Star Wars and you see Han Solo and it's your first Star Wars, you don't get that same nostalgia as if you watch the original trilogy, which naturally. But yeah, you absolutely can jump in there. Uh, although, again, I wouldn't recommend jumping into four. Play three and then four. You'll have a much better experience. Three ends on an amazing cliffhanger and four picks up right after that. So you will be a little confused. As for ease, all the ease games are... Technically, they're not even canonically in order, but they all contain the same main character, Adolf Christensen, with except the exception of Origins. And they all take place in different parts of his life. So you can just play Ease 9 without playing the others. There are some references to other games, but it's just passing references. Like, oh yeah, we, we, we had an experience like this one time. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. And like that's it. So you really don't miss out. And Ease 9... If you enjoy like Spider-Man on PS4 mm -hmm. and if you enjoy Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, you will love because it's a mix of that. You can soar around the city at the same time as dungeon crawl and attack and, and it's action combat and it's a lot of fun. Right. And I do recommend it. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Anything else that that stood out to you? Uh well, I mean th those games are great. I'm I'm never played the Silvercase or 25th Ward. I have them. I just never got around to it. And then when I saw this, I was like, oh, this is my excuse to do it now because Suda 51. Like if you haven't played his games, you're in for a trip. I mean, the, his just games are unique. <laughs> just so watching him talk, I, you're in for a trip. <laughs> exactly. So I like the fact that they're doing a double pack, and I like that they're adding content. Uh, so. 
to me, that seems like the definitive version to play. Uh, I'm really interested in the Pretty Presents NIS Classics. I'm curious to see what else they bring back. Uh, Soul Nomad is one that I did want to play, but by the time I got it, I was already past the PS2. Like I, I really didn't have my PS2 hooked up anymore. So I, while I have the game on PS2, I just never went back to do it. Uh, Phantom Brave wasn't one that it really interested me because I'm not a big strategy RPG, but that's like Greg's avenue like he loves fire emblem like the sky of phantom brave that those those should be right up your alley um because they are those type of games uh and stranger of sword city is another one that i'm really interested in in giving a try and that comes out here soon too so i'm excited for that cool but uh we will move on because they weren't the only one showing off axis also showed off a bunch of games um, so they did do some previously announced Otame titles. Now those are like, like I guess it's like visual novel slash dating games. It's really weird. Um, so uh, Daroku, Agents of Sakuratani, I probably butchered that, uh, <laughs> is coming out in the fall. Olympia Sore for winter and Variable Barricade is now going to be quarter one, 2022. Rico London, which uh, had been announced before, has a summer release. Uh, Nippon Columbia Pups and Purrs Animal Hospital, which was a very odd game. However, I was talking with a friend and they were super excited about it. So, you know, my wife is probably actually going to really like that too. That's coming out in the summer. Um, a, one that took me by surprise, a fishing game called Fishing Fighters. That was just what? That's awesome. Like, like who would ever think of this? But sure enough, here it is. It's coming to the summer on the Switch. Uh, Undernaught's Labyrinth of Yami, which is a dungeon-crawling RPG, that's going to come this fall. All of these games are actually available for pre-order on Access's website, so they are actually getting physicals. Thank you, as it should be. Um, so, uh, Greg, what did you think of, of Access's showings? Well, I'm very happy for the people that are interested in these games, but I don't think any of these really stood out to me to be one for me to pick up. Um, I'm not super deep into the dungeon crawling ones, but I know it's kind of like actually an odyssey, but um, I think from what I remember of that particular game, it didn't really seem what could be up for me. So unfortunately, for me personally, we'll be passing on all of these uh, from this particular company. Yeah. What about you, Steve? Yeah, I think I'm I'm the same uh, as Greg on this one. Um, and and I think I feel like every passing year that I am less and less excited about Axis games. <laughs> but it is it's cool because they have there's so many different types of games for different players and and people that really enjoy these these kind of crazy out there genres and and uh everything in between and which is really cool um but it's just the things that it's none of those type of things really excite me i guess um but it's really cool that they're they're experimenting and they're able to to you know take a take games in a, a completely different direction like you said the, like the fishing fighters like it's it's very interesting i i won't be playing it but it's it's cool to see games like that being put out and and it's cool to hear that like pups and purrs animal hospital like is exciting people like when i saw that i was like really that got some time and and this whole presentation of like these other what i considered like pretty a lot bigger games and all of a sudden like they're showing off little you know dogs and kittens um but clearly that is is making other people happy so that's that's awesome but uh but yeah like greg i, I don't think anything really stands out to me that that i'll be jumping on right away 
Yeah, I, I don't blame you. There, there was a lot of games there that don't totally interest me. Um, but the fishing game actually did catch my eye. It almost brought me back to like a Dreamcast era, like Sega Bass Fishing meets Power Stone <laughs> kind of thing. So uh, that that actually does have me interested. And and the Pups and Purrs, another one that my wife might pick up and say, I'm going to play that. Um, but yeah, the, it's good again to see Access continue to support and uh, again, they're they're supporting physical, and I like that. I, I will always always back any company that does that. All right, so moving on, we have PM Studios, another company that has been very big with the Switch, and they had just a short little showing. Uh, actually, one of the games shown off was one that immediately when I saw it, I, I commented, I believe, in our Discord, I was saying, "Up, oh, this one is for Steve." Um, but they had a uh, Ever Forward, which is a 3D puzzle adventure that's coming June 29th. Uh, October 5th, we've got Exophobia, which is a retro-inspired first-person shooter. And then the one that I saw and immediately was like, this is Steve. This is Steve and all its guts and goals. It's a soccer with weapons that's coming August 30th. That looked crazy. In fact, let's turn it around this way. Steve, why don't you talk first? What do you think of these? <laughs> well, on the uh, the opposite end of things, uh, yeah, uh, PM Studios actually, uh, of the three games showed off, I was interested in two of them uh, and the two that you guessed. Uh, uh, I, was, I was kind of floored by Ever Forward. I, as soon as I, sh I saw it showed off, I was like, wow, this is an interesting concept because it is that, that puzzle adventure, uh, sort of approach and everything. But at the same time, like there's this mysterious story going on there and like, how is this all connected? And, and is the, is, it seems like it's like maybe tied into this more like metaphysical like thing going on because she's struggling with loss of some sort and so i'm like oh i'm i'm totally intrigued by this by this story but also yeah the gameplay uh a good 3d puzzle adventure um that looks good like oh you're gonna pull me in for sure and uh so yeah definitely interested in that um guts and goals <laughs> i don't know if i'm really excited about it but immediately what i really thought of was that that squirrel and nuts game that we played barry like immediately <laughs> i jumped on that <laughs> and i was like is this the same people because it almost seems like that <laughs> but uh oh, yeah, yeah I, I i think um i i I think that, yeah, it, it could be really interesting and I could see uh, uh, potentially a lot of fun uh, with guts and goals for sure. It's, it's in, seems really, really out there, but also kind of competitive, uh, which could be really fun. So, yeah, um, ex exphobia, exophobia uh, could be cool, but uh, but I've kind of stepped away from first person shooters lately. So, All right. What about you, Greg? Um, yeah, I think it's pretty much this is kind of the same as the last category for me. Um, I know like ever four does seem kind of something I would enjoy. I, I don't know. I just, maybe it wasn't really grabbed by like the stuff that they've shown. So, I mean, perhaps if like a more in depth of video for that comes out, I could change my mind, but I'm not really into like first person shooter games and also not really into a number of the wacky sports kind of stuff. So like the soccer doesn't really get me all excited or either just the first person shooter. So possibly only ever forward if I were to see some more of that. I, I'm, I'm right there with you, Greg. Uh, ever forward was definitely their highlight. 
Uh, I'm not into first-person shooters right now, but I know a ton of people are, and I'm happy for them. I think it looks really good for for scratching that itch. And Guts and Goals, again, yeah, definitely a Steve game, but it's also one of those that uh, I could definitely see having fun uh, just messing around with uh, for the fun, competitive nature of it. And I like seeing that. I like seeing quirky games that are just out there. And and PM Studios does a lot of that. They They do a lot of really cool games like that. Uh, on to what I felt was my favorite uh, showing, personally, was Inti Creates. They only had two games, and boy, did they come out swinging. They ended the whole show with Blaster Master Zero 3, uh, which was a surprise. Uh, that's coming July 29th. That's actually coming this year, uh, which is awesome. If you've ever played the Master Master, Blaster Master Zero games, they're heavily inspired by the original Blaster Master on the NES, and then they go off on their own tangent. And uh, Azor Striker Gun Vault 3 got a new trailer. Unfortunately, it's coming 2022. But what's cool is the director from Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 1 and 2 is going to now be working on it. If you've ever played Mega Man or definitely the Mega Man X games, um, this is the series for you. This is done by the same team that did the Mega Man Zero and ZX games. They went on from there to do the Azor Striker Gun Vault uh, series. So if you haven't played them, I definitely recommend it. And the third one is looking amazing, in my opinion. Uh, let's keep it going that way. Steve, what did you think of Inti Creates? Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, um, Barry. Both of these games uh, are, are exciting. Um, I remember playing a little bit of the original Blaster Master uh, back on NES, um, but I've not touched the series since then. Um, and I've always been intrigued by it, but, I, but I've but i never went out of my way to, to keep playing it. Um, but 3-0-3, I don't know. I don't know why, but all of a sudden I was like, you know what? You know, maybe I'm gonna jump back in and, and play this game. Uh, so that that was the first time that Blaster Master has done that for me, and in a, a long time, in fact, maybe since the the first game. Uh, and it's interesting that the they have stuck with that like old aesthetic when a lot of games have kind of modernized it, and it is modern, but it's still like older um that that old style which is kind of cool and uh and it's interesting that the that the the Mega Man uh X team came over and did you know is doing uh Azure uh Striker Gunvolt 3 because or the whole series and everything because both of these games reminded me of Mega Man um and <laughs> like Blaster Master is kind of a Mega Man kind of style game I mean there's more to it than Mega Man cuz it's more can, like Metroidvania yeah, but it's like also like it's that run and shoot, but there's there's more to it than than a typical Mega Man, but it's very similar kind of style. I guess if you were to combine maybe yeah, Metroid and Mega Man together in a way. Um but then yeah, and then you got Zer Striker Gunvolt 3 um is very much like like X. Um I don't know why I've not played those games. I really don't. Like they're right at my alley. I've you always should. I think if we were to go back through all the different podcast episodes and every time one of these games come out, I probably say, oh, yeah, that's really cool. And I think I'm going to try it out. And I never have. And I don't know why, because it it looks like something I would really enjoy. But I've never I've never played them. And I really don't understand why. So maybe this is the time I finally <laughs> I finally do it. And uh, and we'll, we'll actually get some uh, some gameplay and some experience with the game instead of just saying, yeah, that looks cool. You get the first two games in a, in a striker pack. Yeah, it's a it's a two pack of games, and then the Luminous Avengers, another great game. It's a an alternate continuation of two. 
uh, all all fantastic games. Hmm. Greg, what about you? Yeah, I think for like the companies in Pacific, this obviously, even though there's like the least amount of games, but both of them were really like shown well. Um, I pretty much am like on par with Steve. It's like I, last semester, I've actually never even played the NES game, and I remember seeing like the first two on like, 3DS or Wii U or Wii or whatever, and I was like, oh, I should really get that and get into it and play it. And like, nope, I never ended up getting it at all. And then I'm reminded, like, when I see, like, this new one, it's like, we're going to talk about it. And, oh, yeah, that looks really great. I should get it. And hopefully, like Steve, that I actually will end up picking it up and quite possibly pick up the other two in addition. Um, it, the same thing with the Azure Striker Gun Vault. That does sound something I would like. I do like Mega Man games. So that does. that's another one that fits right into that same criteria. And I don't know why I waited so long to check out both of these series, but... <laughs> I don't know. You know what? Sometimes you just don't get on a series right at the beginning and yet you get it later on. I mean, I remember when Azure Striker Gun Vault came out, it was a, it was a big hype for me because it was Mega Man. And, and I actually, it's one of the few games I actually purchased digitally on the 3DS because I was so excited for it. And it was digital only at the time. And I played it and enjoyed it. And I was so happy when the, the, the two-pack came out on the 3DS and then Switch. And I played it again on the Switch. And it's just such a, such a good game. All of them are, are great games. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to see them getting this love because I think they deserve it, especially with Capcom. Really drops, to be honest. I mean, Mega Man 11 was great, but they've, they've been so silent with the series and we really don't know what they're doing outside of re-releasing all these games. And you can tell, like, if you play the ZX game, ZX Advent wasn't supposed to really be the end. Like, you could tell they wanted a third ZX game. And uh, Capcom must have been just like, no, we're done with Mega Man. It didn't sell enough. So that was the team. The team was Inti Creates. I mean, it was developed by Inti Creates. It wasn't developed by Capcom. So the team didn't leave Capcom. They just were Inti Creates. But they, they didn't own the IP for Mega Man. So you can tell they took everything they learned from those six games and they just they ran with it with their own IP, their own series. And Kenji Inafune is actually involved. The creator of Mega Man is actually involved with Azure Striker Gun Vault. I mean, that, that tell, says something right there. It's true. I need to open my 3DS and power it up. We'll probably charge it first. Uh, hey, it might still have power by this point. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and see if I actually own the first game. Because I, I have a, a sneaking suspicion that I may actually own the first game. Uh, but I just never played it. I will say it, pro- it plays better on the Switch naturally, you know, but but yeah, definitely give it a shot. It's it's a fun game and they're tough. I'm not going to lie. Azure Striker Gunball games are, are challenging, just like the old school Mega Man games. So don't go in. It's not a cakewalk, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, all something right. I just saw on the Nintendo's website is actually you can get both um, two games for both series already today on Switch. Last Master Zero One and Zero Two are on Switch. Each for yeah. hours, and then there's like the Azure Gun Striker Striker Pack for one and two for forty dollars. So you actually have all three games. Yeah, they're uh, on sale for for the NGPX. They're doing a digital sale, but Blaster Master Zero was actually a launch title for the Switch. Uh, so I was right there at day one. Uh, that's actually when I played it because it was a launch title. I, I did play that. That and and uh, I Am Satsuna were my two digital games. Uh, and uh, Zero Two came out later on. 
But yeah, if you if you go digital and you want to take advantage of this sale, because a lot of the these games were put on sale. Uh, Luminous Avenger is also on sale too. Uh, it's Gunvolt Chronicles Luminous Avenger. That is the the third game developed, but not the third game in the series because it follows a different character. But it's the same gameplay. I mean, it's it's awesome. Uh, so let's move on because we could talk all day about Indie Creates. Indie Creates <laughs> does amazing work, and the Bloodstained Curse of the Moon games are also phenomenal. Uh, but let's go into Natsume. Natsume showed off uh, three games. They showed off Pocky and Rocky is getting a, a new game with Reshrined. Uh, Pocky and Rocky was an old-school SNES uh, game. There was two of them. Uh, they're quite expensive now. Uh, Tato uh, is the original creator of them, uh, if you've ever played those games. But this is going to be a new game, even though it looks like well, is it a remake. Apparently, it's a new game. But they also showed off Connect Tank. Uh, it is an in, this is actually an indie game. It's a puzzle strategy hybrid. It, it very much actually reminds me of Damage in Transit when we were playing that uh, for a game chat uh, last year. And then they also showed off... I don't remember if it was in the, dis- in the actual... De- uh, the 40-minute direct, or if it was, it was definitely during the demonstration, they showed off Harvest Moon One World, which is actually out right now. Uh, let's go to Greg. What did you think of Natsume's presentation? This was probably the second one for the leader up, or second one for me overall from the company presentations. Um, Pocky and Rocky looked kind of interesting. I never played the original one, but I really was enjoying the little raccoon. Kind of really reminded me of like Tom Nook for quite a while. For a lot of the things he was like shooting at the enemies. So that right there looks like it would be kind of fun. Um, Connect Tank I put on like the um, maybe list. It was just something I have to dive into further to see if that's truly a game that I might be getting in the summertime. Um, haven't really been into the Harvest Moon series, so that's usually still a pass for me. I'm not huge into farming simulator type games, so. Unfortunately, that's another hard pass. Totally understandable. Uh, Steve, what did you think of Natsume? Yeah, hard pass for me on all the above. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, they're, they're great uh, for what they are. And and I think, yeah, I, I, I saw Connect Tank and I was like, yeah, this reminds me of other games I've played. Um, I'm sure it's going to be fun, but it doesn't stand out to me as something that like, oh my gosh, I have to have that. Um, I've played several other games like that. And, uh, and so, um, yeah, that didn't stand out to me. Um, and then Pocky and Rocky didn't really either. Harvest Moon, I know it has tons of, of fans and everything, but yeah, farming simulators have never been uh, my sort of thing. Um, but clearly there's a big audience uh, for that series. So um, that's exciting for them. Just not so, so much for me. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. Uh, Pocky and Rocky definitely for me is the highlight. It looks awesome. Uh, I only played the original very briefly at a friend's house, so I am excited to get back into the series. Uh, Connect Tank, I had zero interest in. Uh, I'm happy though that it's it's literally uh, part of their indie publishing program. So this is like an indie developer that Natsumi is taking under their wings and saying, "Hey, we're gonna take your little game that probably wouldn't get seen, and we're gonna throw it more into the spotlight." So I'm really happy for the developers, and they did get to show off the game, and you could tell they were. They were having fun showing off the game and they were really proud to be part of this. And for them, I am so happy. Um, it's just not a game for me, but I know other people uh, really resonate with those type of games. Uh, Harvest Moon, well, I, I already have it because it is out. Um, I was totally turned off by the presentation because it looked 
in my opinion, terrible. Like it had so many cool ideas, but it looked like a really bland, poorly designed mobile game. And what made it worse is they knew that this was going to get a bad showing. So the poor guy, I feel bad for him, was showing off the game, but he it was all pre-recorded. So he recorded himself showing all this off and then put it out there. So none of the comments were read because it was already pre-recorded and people were tearing it apart. And uh, obviously there was no response. So I feel really bad for that. Um, I know that Netsume is just making Harvest Moon games to keep the name alive. These are not really Harvest Moon anymore. That is Story of Seasons. So if you grew up with Harvest Moon, Harvest Moon 64, you know, Back to Nature, Wonderful Life, like all those great classic Harvest Moon games, and you're like, yeah, I want a new Harvest Moon. Story of Seasons is your actual Harvest Moon. The Natsume Harvest Moons are just Harvest Moon in name only. It is a, just a completely different studio. Um, but still, I'm glad they were able to show that off. And again, that is already out. Um, so let's move on to the last company that showed off Switch stuff, um, which was Idea Factory. And Idea Factory uh, did show off two games, um, Death End Request, which was really one of those games that I wanted to play. And I did come out on PS4. And there was a second one that was shown off last year that is also out already on PS4. So hopefully that makes the jump to Switch. Um, it's like it's it, almost like a MMO world that has been dead and glitching, very much reminiscent of Dot .hack, if you've played those, which uh, I, I love those too. Uh, it is an RPG uh, coming out April 27th, and right now you can pre-order the physical from Limited Run. That was just like a shadow drop. Like, yeah, you can get it now. It's up on their site. Uh, they also showed off Mary Skelter Finale, and that's coming out this fall. This is a first-person dungeon RPG um, it started out, I think, on the Vita, and the Switch has the first two games, I think, together in the same pack, and now this is going to be the third and final one. Uh, this was also shown off on their stream, which was a very entertaining, and I do recommend uh, watch that stream. The, the hosts were very good. Um, let's go to you, Steve. Do either of these games excite you? Nope. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just, they don't... Um... Yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. Yeah, uh, it, it, they're cool. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's RPGs and uh, I, I think they're they're cool. But just I don't have the time to sink into uh, to RPGs anymore. So yeah, not going to be my thing. But uh, again, great. I'm sure going to be great games for people that have the time and really enjoy them. But it's not me right now. Uh, what about you, Greg? Um, the death end request was a little bit more interesting. Definitely. I'm, I don't know quite sure if that's my cup of tea, but it still looked like it could be potential. I, it was like a different indie game that was on like Wii U that involved like glitches and stuff. i blanking on the name of it, but definitely wasn't an RPG. So, uh, that does seem like it could be kind of interesting here on switch. Um, and then in terms of the Mary Skelter, I'm not really into horror game so that's definitely not my cup of tea if it, even though it is an rpg that's most definitely a hard pass and like steve it's still great that there's i know there's obviously people that do enjoy those types of games and it's very exciting for them but these might not be the ones for me nothing wrong with that uh yeah death end request is one i'm excited for um and i I just hope I have the time eventually to play it because it does look really good. And I do hope the second one does come over because it's already out in PS4. 
Uh, so why not port it over if this does well? And it seems like the Switch is pulling in a lot of these games and porting these games over because the Switch is selling. Uh, Mary Skelter has never been a series I've enjoyed. I don't often enjoy first-person dungeons, and I don't enjoy horror games, so it's not for me. Um, so I will also end with saying that there were other games shown off, very few, but there were a few others. These were not on Switch, so we're not covering them now, but there were a few others. So watch the presentation. You'll see some games like that were on like PS4 or Steam or something like that. Uh, some really cool stuff, just not on the Switch. Um, so overall, um, what did you guys think of this presentation? This, uh, you know, We just had a Nintendo Direct that we covered last time, and now we're getting this, and we still have a, a couple months before E3, but... This was almost like a gift. I don't think any of us even expected a presentation like this. And there were definitely a lot, a lot of Switch announcements. Uh, let's go to you, Greg, first. What did you think overall? Overall, it's great to see some companies having some opportunities to show off their game. So obviously it wasn't 100% directed at Switch, but it certainly seemed like it. As you said, there's like most of the games actually were coming to Switch. And it was like a few that looked like they would be cool if I had a PS4 or xbox so it was like that El- that alchemy one that sounded kind of cool but it said only first time xbox has never even said if it was going to be on switch or playstation so it's like is it up in the air is it an xbox exclusive so i don't know um probably the random one of the random pieces I thought was kind of interesting is like how he showed up like mario odyssey and said it was like oh i by the way i finally completed this <laughs> Like how they took time to put that actually in the presentation. That that was really, I really enjoyed that little piece of information there. That's Suda Fifty One for you because people harped on him for not beating Mario Odyssey last year, so <laughs> they had a follow up, and that was just so cool. You know, like you could tell they're having fun with this. Like even though it is a, a professional presentation, it's not like oh, hold on, put that suit and tie up and be stern. Like they're having fun. Uh, Steve, what about you? Yeah, I think that was it was very clear that everybody was really just having fun. Um, and it was very kind of a down home kind of not like like sometimes that could be um, <laughs> interpreted the wrong way. But I mean, it was like, you know, like like a bunch of gamers just basically getting together and saying, hey, here's what we've been working on. Here's the next game we're putting out and uh, just having fun with that. And, uh, and I think it was it was cool. Um, I think the the nature of watching it later was uh, not so fun for me. Um, I wish they would have uh, done some different stuff um, with like the whole like you do have like a ton of extra space. And I was like, I actually asked Barry, I was like, is this actually seven hours long? <laughs> like, Do I have time to watch this before bed tonight? Um, and so just the nature of like how it was put together and it'd been cool, you know, maybe to, to trim that up or something after the fact or whatever, but, uh, but how it was put together, how, the, how they pulled it off. Um, I think it would have been nice to have a little bit more polish, a little more like, um, I don't know, what do you call it? Like, uh, a similar approach across the board because, some of the 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 hands-on approach with the games were were great and then other times it was like like you said it was pre-recorded and not so good and then other times it was uh an interview uh with a voice actor for a game that i was very unfamiliar with and i would have rather saw gameplay so like while i liked all the different types of games shown off um it was very much a slow burn for me because there was like the first I don't know, 60% of it. I was like, nope, 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 nope. Oh, hey, Ever Forward's kind of cool. And then all of a sudden, oh, 
R-Type. Okay, cool. Oh, Gunvolt. Oh, okay, Blaster Master. But like the first little bit, but that's fine because I know other people were were thinking probably the opposite of me. They loved the first 60% and didn't care about the last. Um, but yeah, the the gameplay elements like the the so-called, you know, treehouse kind of uh, approach um, could have been better, I think. Um, some some highlights, but so, also some, some low points too. Yeah, I think that comes down to each developer getting X amount of time and them doing their own individual however they want to handle it. Um, I think like Axis was a guy playing Code Realize, which just came out on the Switch, and it was just him playing and just talking. Well, he was live, but he was just talking about it and then just talking about what else he does, uh, and people were asking him about that. And you could tell... Like Nintendo Treehouse, it's all done by Nintendo. Like they oversee everything, so you're going to get the same quality. This, it's whatever they can put together. Um, and you know what? I think in a in a world where we we get our you know our information this way, you know, well, yes, it definitely could be improved. It's still one of those really cool things that they even put it on to begin with. I mean, they saw a need last year with COVID and E3. Let's do this show to get this information out there and it did well enough that they're doing it, you know, they did it again. And I, I hope they do keep it going. And I think this is a good time period because it's March, it's three months into the year, but it's also three months away from E3. So E3 people are going to be focused on the big AAA stuff. And these are not indie, but these are smaller publishers. They get their own little spotlight and it also kind of breaks things up. It's like something to look forward to. And especially with Nintendo directs being as random and, <laughs> And we can't count on them for anything or any time. So I'm happy personally. I'll be watching again next year and uh, hopefully you guys will be as well. Cool. Cool. Yeah. If you haven't uh, let us know in the chat, be sure to let us know uh, in the comments later what you thought about new game plus expo. Uh, I don't know. Is it difficult for you guys not to say new games plus I want to call it new games (laughs) plus all the time. There's, there's multiple games there. I want to call it new games plus, but it's new game plus. (laughs) Uh, but uh, let's move on uh, to another uh, big story or new uh, development uh, in the Nintendo world. Uh, we got a couple new characters uh, shown off and then dropped. Uh, Greg, tell us about what happened in the world of Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yeah, so um, right after the presentation for Pyra and Mithra, um, they dropped the actual update. So version 11.0.0 released on March 4th, earlier this week, or I guess technically last week, if depending on seven days before I was just saying this. So it's, to me, it feels like last week. Um, so as we're seeing on the screen, you can see they added some offline um, parts where it includes spirits in the spirit menu for Laura, Ultimus, Jin, Melos, I. Nomia, yes, I don't know. <laughs> you can also enhance a Rex Spirit further, and you can use multiple controllers on, on the unused controllers. I don't know. It's Numa. <laughs> Numa? Yeah, it's. I'm not Clearly, you've got to play Xenoblade. <laughs> I know. We had the two of us that have, are, well, the guy that's like most, the least familiar with Xenoblade. Um, I'm just slightly uh, above that um, that's talking about this. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that's, you get what you get. <laughs> I can butcher things when I don't know how to pronounce them. There you go. <laughs> so, 
continue on when multiple controllers are connected, you can now disconnect the unused controllers. Um, I'm surprised it's not a launch feature. That seems yeah. <laughs> other games kind of do that. So pretty much was saying it can be done by pressing the A button over the player bracket of the controller you want to disconnect. Some general things, obviously the Pyramithor Challenger Pack released, and then there's Arthur's Helm and Armor, the Beeline Hat, Hunter's Helm and Armor, and the Rathalos Helm and Armor. Um, not make videos of replays that contain DLC have not purchased. I don't know why you would expect to do that anyways. Um, the Toad Power-Up Band Amiibo is now supported. So I think that's what for the uh, Super Nintendo World band, I guess. So if you want yep. the Amiibo and games and more, you can tap your Power-Up Band and receive a reward. Mario, Luigi, Peach, Daisy, and Yoshi ones be used as um, figure um, players similar to other Amiibos. And there's obviously game balance adjustments that always goes through for just about every single fighter. I'm not going to detail all of those. And then some other issues were just addressed to improve general gameplay stability, those kind of normal updates that you see for games that get updates along with uh, system hardware OS. So I don't know what I mentioned previously. I wasn't going to be purchasing this, so I obviously will have it. So pass for me, but I'm interested to see if Harry actually got along to check it out. Uh, yeah, I actually forgot to talk about this earlier, but I did did download and, and play through uh, story the, the classic mode and do all the spirits, uh, you know, unlocking all the spirits and uh, upgrading Rex's spirit and getting a new one of him. And uh, yeah, Pyra and Mithra play awesome. Like they're just really cool, and uh, it's interesting because if you do you know, classic mode, you get a fighter spirit. And I did classic mode uh, as as uh, Pyra, like starting off as Pyra. And I already bought her fighter spirit in the shop because like a lot of times if there's multiple characters, like Hero, for example, you beat classic mode as Hero, you get Dragon Quest XI's Hero, the Luminary. But then you have to buy the other three Hero fighter spirits in the shop. Uh, so I saw Pyra in the shop right away, so I bought it. <clears throat> then I'd be classic mode and I didn't get a spirit. I'm like, what the heck? And you actually have to beat it through as Mithra to get the Mithra spirit. So I, they really do count these as two separate characters, which as they should, it's not, they're not clones. They are definitely unique play styles and a lot of fun, uh, just fast and furious. And I love the attention that this is now bringing Xenoblade Chronicles to. Uh, like, I, I, for example, Steve, I know you, you have Torna. Uh, Torna is now going for like $250 sealed. Uh, because everyone wants it, and and the, the should have kept mine base... sealed and didn't play it. No, just kidding. <laughs> the, the base ga- the base game is sold out in Japan, and I love this. I love I've seen a lot of people post like Sakurai, you did this to me, and they've downloaded it. Um, I just like that. I like to see that that it is generating interest in this RPG series because Xenoblade does deserve this attention, and and I think everybody should give it at least a shot and get get past chapter one. Chapter one is slow. Um, but at least get to like chapter two or three before you, you really make a decision on it. But it is just, uh, it's awesome to see these characters. Uh, I love all the salt from people who've never played Xenoblade that want crash and crash is garbage compared. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll die on that hill, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just one of those things where I loved it. I love playing through it and the music, 
listening to the music and the remixes and the, the stage is a lot of fun. Like there's just so much love to this. And the presentation was great. Like Sakurai was just having fun. Like, yeah, I'm back in my home again, you know, like here we are. And, uh, and I liked how he did like the three V three and he had Shulk and the Rex me fighter. And then it was just, just uh, Pyra and Mithra. I was like, oh, now it's just 3v1. Uh, I do kind of wish that he did a Nia me fighter instead of Shulk to make it all Xenoblade 2. Uh, and yeah, there's some terrible spoilers. Like, he he really just... I mean, he tried to blur out Numa, and then, like, there it is. You could just play it. But I like that they made official art for Numa, which is really cool. Uh, but again, yeah, there's, there's definitely some spoilers for Xenoblade 2 due to this. Uh the alternate costumes are cool. The colors and just, they just did so much love. And you can tell that this is something he wanted to do from the beginning. And that's something a lot of people forget is that Sakurai wanted to do these. And at the end of the day, Smash Brothers is still a, a sales game. I mean, it's like you, you watch Power Rangers, you Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a kid. As a, like Those were toy commercials. They got us to buy the toys. That's what they were. Smash Brothers is a game commercial. And it's proof positive when you see, you know, Xenoblade 2 selling. So naturally, Nintendo is going to want to put out their their own IP. Uh, Byleth is the same thing. Byleth was only put there because Fire Emblem Three Houses just came out. And they wanted to help the sales along. That You can tell. So I'm glad they didn't do this to last because for me, it would have been saving the best for last. But I know for the general populace, uh, they would be happy with Doom Guy, which I really don't care about. Um, but I, I loved playing as them. I do think people should give them a try. And uh, I do think it's also interesting that due to the Mii Fighters costumes that were added in this, there's now only one Mii Fighter costume left that does not come over from Smash 4, which is Lloyd Irving from Tales of Symphonia. So people are now speculating, is there going to be a Tales uh, of character coming in? Will Lloyd actually get the character treatment or will it be another like Bandai Namco character and they'll bring over that costume? But it is interesting that all of them have now come over but that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's probably going to be, yeah, the next the next me costume. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'm not expecting, you know, a character from that game. Who knows? I've been surprised before, you know. Didn't expect, you know what? And if uh, it is, Piranha it's another Black. sword fighter. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That'll make a lot of people happy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've seen all, all sorts of that stuff on Twitter. Like, I think it's only like a third of the fighters actually only swords. It's not even a third. Like, it's like twenty-one. Like, yeah. it's it's not that many. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. No, it's, it's it's a less than a fourth. And there's there's more actual like melee brawl fighters. It's just because people, like, oh, I don't want an anime sword character. But then they squeal over Sephiroth, an anime sword character. It, they're also the same people. Are like, give us Sora. Give us Dante. You know, g- give us Ryu from Ninja Gaiden. All those characters use swords too. Yeah. A video game world, like as a whole, a lot of people, a lot of characters use swords. That's just a common thing, <laughs> and so they're gonna they're gonna bring those over when they come to Smash. <laughs> like if they're if they don't have a gun, they probably have a sword. <laughs> that's just that's just video games. Um, uh, yeah, I, in for Smash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I haven't got a chance to to play uh, uh, Pirate Warfare three yet, um, mainly because. 
because Barry Barry's gonna hate me because I own the physical version of Smash, and so it's kind of a pain to pull out the cartridge and put it in. <laughs> and I know it's not that big of a deal, um, but uh, you know, games that I that are on my system that are installed are easier to boot up. I'm just all I'm saying. Um, See, I, own the I, I would physical, expect that from like version. a five year old. But you grew up in the days of the NES and Game Boy and everything. Like you have no excuses. I did, yeah. and I didn't like it then. And then when I all of a sudden I could download things to my uh, DSi, I was so excited. I even I uh, I was one of the people that had the um, the uh, homebrew on my DS because I wanted to install games and and play them that way um, instead of popping in my cartridges. And uh, so. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I am like a five-year-old in many ways. Uh, <laughs> Congratulations, Steve. You were lazier than I am. I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, I'm right there with you, Steve. That's why I like the 3DS and Wii U, because we were just able to buy the games and just download them right to the system. And like, oh, I don't feel like playing this game. Okay, boom, hit the button, loads up the game. You don't have to get up off the couch. Bring out the disc case, hit the eject button, put the disc back into the case. Oh open my up the, god! Like an like a case you want to do. I know, I know. It's like a caveman or something. I don't know. <laughs> god, I wish you two lived. I, I wish I could teleport you to to a time period where TVs didn't have remote controls. What? Because that such a thing god. existed. <laughs> yeah, that's why we, and that's why we watch the same channel. All day long back in the day, because <laughs> no one wanted to get up and turn the little dial. Yeah, that's why. So you also had to Fox rearrange the the rabbit ears and everything else. Yes. <laughs> oh. uh, but but yeah, I'm I'm excited to to play as her. Um, interesting thing that I don't think I talked about this before, uh, but I. Um, only playing through Torna and and just playing the demo of Xeno One and playing through like the first like 10-15% of Xeno X. Um, I so most of my experiences with the, with Torna and I was not a huge fan of Mithra uh in the beginning. Thought she was a jerk, and uh they did a really good job of making her more likable as the story went on along by the time uh we got done i was like okay okay i've warmed up to you i i i get you um there's another side to you and i thought the storytelling was really good to to kind of bring her around and uh and so yeah i i think if as i was starting out playing xeno or playing torna um i would have never wanted her as a character at all um but uh by the time i get done with that game i'm like okay yeah i can see i can see why why she'd be included and she's got a, a lot of a really cool uh combat features and things like that um i don't know the whole connection with pyra and everything because i've not played xeno 2 um but uh knowing a little bit about that and that's that's some of the conversations that barry and i had after i completed torn i was like i have so many questions um and that was kind of one of them. I was like, who's this redheaded girl at the end? <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's actually really what you point out is the storytelling in the Xeno games is so well done. And Mithra is designed to be, you know, you know the, the unlikable character. She is a heart and there's reasons for why she's a heart and, and she doesn't, for lack of better words, take from anybody. And, 
she doesn't want to warm up to anybody. She doesn't want to pull people in, but she slowly does. And sometimes as, as you know, in life, you know, if, if you open up your heart to, for love or you open up your heart to just how you even have friendships, sometimes it could bite you in the ass and sometimes you could get hurt. And, uh, you know, she does deal with loss and she does deal with grief and she does deal with it in her own way. So when you see her start to open up, you really like, oh yeah, cool. You know, she is more than just, uh, for lack of better words, a B word. Like she really is a character. She has her, you know, her own quirks and definitely playing through Xeno 2, you see so much more of that. And, uh, you know, upon finishing it, she's fully fleshed out and one of the best designed Nintendo characters there are. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, shit. Even looking at like Mario, Mario doesn't really have much character development. <laughs> He's been <laughs> the same. Peach has like no character development, and there's more. There's more in in a Torna for Pyramithra than there has been in in 35 years for Peach. Sure, except for uh, you know Super P- Princess Peach. Which, that's which another got story a lot of yeah <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't call that progression that might actually be regression yeah yeah for sure i would absolutely love if they had more story to those games <laughs> yeah exactly it would be like, kind why of does bowser continue going after peach why does Peach still let herself get kidnapped like Miyamoto was afraid of telling a story that's the truth he does great with gameplay he's afraid of telling a story and that's why it's good that other no, studios are doing that. We always if you put in the story, like, no, take it out. Well, that, and the, truth, the truth the is, story. though, like, people don't want it. Yeah, Mario Mario sells fine without the story. Um, they, it doesn't need it. But uh, but these other games, it, it helps. I think that it helps it for sure. Um, helps it stand out, I guess. But people play Mario not for the story. Uh, in fact, we <laughs> you may get some backlash if you included a story at this point. People are just like, shut up and let me just play Mario. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I may think that. I, I don't know. Um, Jakester is pointing out in the chat that uh, he doesn't have a fe- he has a feeling that I'm not an anime person. Um, Ding, ding, ding. Um, that is correct. Uh, I, I watch a little bit of anime, but it is not my my thing um, for sure. Uh, there's there's a couple a couple ones that I that I watch that I kind of enjoy, um, but I am not a fan. Um, that doesn't mean I hate it. But yeah, it's not something I watch all the time at all. But so you are correct. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's move, uh, along and, uh, cover one other, uh, quicker, uh, thing, although it is a, a big story for us. And that is, uh, you know, uh, Capcom's been showing off, uh, some monster hunter stuff, uh, the last few days. Uh, so we've gotten more monster hunter rise information. And then, uh, we also got a little game called monster hunter stories, uh, two, not Monster Hunter Stories, that's already been out, but Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin, uh, got shown off as well on uh, March 8th. Um, we got uh, news that the sequel to the uh, the 3DS game, Monster Hunter Stories, uh, has a trailer. Uh, so we got uh, information about the trailer, and um, it's going to be arriving on July 9th, so not too far away. Uh, we'll get Monster Hunter Stories 2, and uh, and the, the original game was a single-player game, but this uh, is actually going to involve some co-op multiplayer quests, and there's also going to be some Amiibo as well. So uh, three different Amiibo that are coming 
coming out. And uh, Barry informed me earlier before the the podcast started that these are GameStop exclusives. Is that correct? So if you want these Amiibo, That's you have to go to uh, GameStop to be able to get these. Um, and uh, a little bit of information as well. We had another uh, uh, Monster Hunter um, presentation this morning, I believe. And I uh, got some more footage of Monster Hunter Rise. And there's going to be another demo for Monster Hunter Rise coming out on March 11th, along with a community live stream on March 11th. Uh, so if you want to see more information about that game, uh, that's like just in two days as of this recording is a recording on March 9th. So in uh, just a couple days, you'll be able to see more of that game, but also check out uh, the new demo. And uh, also, yeah, if you were like, wait, don't I already have the demo? Um, you might already have it, but if you don't have it, that you're not getting it. You're going to have to wait until the new one uh, because uh, that old one has been um, taken off the store. And uh, you're going to be able to get the new one on March 11th. Um, but uh, yeah, we got to see a little more about Monster Hunter Stories 2. Are you guys excited about Monster Hunter Stories? I know we've talked about Monster Hunter in general, and uh, none of us are, are big Monster Hunter uh, fans. Um, our, our one, one you know, person that's uh somewhat still on the staff mike um is our like lone monster hunter fan on on the uh, nintendo fuse staff but uh but uh what about monster hunter stories is that that's that's a little different so greg are you a monster hunter stories fan you, you excited to get getting a sequel uh i i just kind of lump it in with monster hunter so um I, my first one was the wii u one and 3ds one that went together and Really, that's not my type of game. Just be pelting away at a boss like for like a half an hour at a time, and like, I think that's my main thing. Why I'm not huge into the Xenoblade gameplay because it's just like you're just constantly moving around and you gotta move to dodge all the attacks. And I've that's I've been much more into like the turn-based kind of game. So that's unfortunately the monster stuff hasn't really excited me, and it will be a pass and. Along with the Amiibo, I'm not collecting those. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Barry, how about you? Well, I'm always excited for more Amiibo, so those are definites. Um, I have the first game. I was really excited for the first game, and I never played it. <laughs> I had intended to, but I just never got around to it. And this one looks great. I love the the artwork. I love the, the characters. I love the just the look. And it seems like this could be really, really good. I'm more excited for Stories 2 than I am for Rise, because I, I played the first demo for Rise, and it just, it just didn't do it for me. I did, did not like it. And I, I'm kind of surprised that they're not bringing over Monster Hunter Stories 1 to the Switch. Uh, we did just see Metopia, a 3DS game, ported to the Switch. So I'm kind of shocked that they're not doing the same treatment here. I mean, it, it might come later on. It might come after this. But it almost seems like an oversight. Like, why not have it? And like when they did that Monster Hunter Direct last year, like, oh, yeah, he, the first one's coming out in 2020 holiday. And now we'll have stories, too, in, in July. That seemed like a no-brainer because I know the first one started selling more. People went back and bought it. And uh, it's on the 3DS. And some, a lot of people don't have their 3DS anymore. Or they say, yeah, I don't want to put that on. But I am playing my Switch. And uh, so having all the games in the same system helps, but I am looking forward to it. Uh, whether I play it or not is another story though. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I'm with you guys. Uh, yeah. I'm not a, don't think I'm, you know, probably, I, I think, I mean, I, I played 
Monster Hunter to try. I think it was the only one that I really spent a lot of time with. And I enjoy the concept of it. Um, but it's, it is one of those games. You guys have heard me say time and time again, we often say the same thing. <laughs> so, so not as much time to sink into games. And I think Monster Hunter is one of those games that just, it needs you to spend time with it to get good at it. And, uh, and the concept is great. I love being able to like build up my characters and go on, uh, journeys with other people, other players and, and conquer these monsters. And it's, it's so much fun, but it just requires too much of me that I just don't have. So the concept behind, uh, Monster Hunter stories, I think I could probably get behind more. Um, but I just never have, um, and it's, it's never been enough to kind of push me over the edge. Um, but yeah, um, that's what we got for Monster Hunter. Uh, and uh, yeah, probably I'm not going to be picking up the Amiibo, but uh, if if you guys are picking up those Amiibo, uh, make sure you head to GameStop because that's the only place you're going to be able to get them. Uh, all right, let's move into a quick, quick, couple quick headlines. Uh, Greg, tell us a little about this 3DS news. So um, Nintendo J- Japan was um, reported on March 8th that it's going to stop doing repairs for the original 3DS and 3DS XL. Um, they pretty much ran out of parts, so they are unable to fix the very first two versions. Um, their repairs will still continue for the new 3DS, the new 3DS XL, the 2DS, the 2DS XL will all still be um, still handled and can be fixed. Um, no news on whether it affects us here in the States or in Europe, but they did make this notice for japan interesting interesting barry uh we got another direct coming it's all right yeah we do we do um wired productions who has put out a bunch of games already on the switch has announced that they are actually going to do their own direct called the wired direct it is going to happen on march 29th at 3 p.m eastern and uh we're going to see some things like a game from a team that brought you fable some sequels Squishy blobs, boxes, Martha updates, and big-ass bird news. So it's going to be a lot of indie games. Um, so we'll see what's going to be shown off. Uh, since they have had stuff on the Switch, there's a likelihood of some Switch stuff, but there's no guarantee all of this is going to be for the Switch, but I guess we'll see. Um, but yeah, something to mark your calendar to, and maybe we'll get some good stuff. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I uh, did not know about that at all before uh, before we talked about the uh, the outline for this podcast. So <laughs> did not even see that at all. Uh, so yeah, it's it's kind of cool to be back in this this world of uh, more video game news because um, you know we we didn't have a ton of it last year. So it's cool that uh, some things are picking up. All right. Well, uh, before we move into talking about what's going to be happening over this next week, what games are going to be coming out, what we're going to be playing, uh, we just want to thank you guys for tuning in once again. And just remind you, uh, if you're watching here on YouTube, uh, be sure to hit the like button. Be sure to hit the subscribe button. uh, Share this with others. uh, Hit that bell as well to be alerted every time we post a new video, every time we go live like this. Um, And uh, if you're watching or listening on your favorite podcast app or sites, uh, be sure to subscribe there as well, but also share this with others. And if you would be so kind, we would love it if you uh, left a positive review on that podcast service. Um, that just helps us to uh, be found a little more in addition to sharing it with others. Um, just a, a huge 
uh, benefit to us, um, which also just kind of continues to grow this community. Um, speaking of this community, if you have not followed us on social media, please do that at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and also uh, join our Discord server. Uh, server. That's uh, one of the best places for you guys to join just because we're able to just chat and have com- great conversations uh, during the New Game uh, Plus Expo, um, our, our event channel just lit up and uh, people were watching it and uh, and chatting about what they like, what they didn't like uh, all the way throughout it. So that's a great place to to join us and uh, continue in this, this uh, growing community. So like I said, the, the link is on the screen right now here on YouTube, but uh, we'll also put the in the show notes on uh, on our podcast as well. Uh, but uh, looking into this next week, uh, our next episode uh, is going to be uh, recorded live on March 16th. Um, but uh, looking at this next week, uh, we've got a few few games that are going to be coming out uh, over these next several days. Uh, some notable ones that you can see some new games coming uh, are screen, scrolling on the screen right now if you're watching the video. Um, but uh, a few new games that will be coming out uh, that we maybe should take note about is uh, Crash Band. Bandicoot 4 is coming out, as, uh, as well as WRC 9. That's a racing game that uh, is already on the 9th edition, which is kind of crazy. Um, RBI Baseball 21. I haven't reviewed one since, I think, 19, which was still garbage, but maybe it's gotten better since now. I don't know. And also uh, Kingdoms of Amular... Uh, Re-Reckoning is also coming out this next week. So some big titles, but uh, what are you guys excited about playing over this next week? Maybe some new games or uh, maybe continuing in some of your uh, your backlog or some of recent games that have that have been out. Uh, Barry, let's go to you first. Uh, yeah, so I'm Bravely Default 2 is what I'm working on, and I plan to finish it um, by, by the end of, uh, or at least by the next podcast. I should be able to be done. And then I'm probably just going to play some uh, smaller little uh, more indie style games just as like a power cleanser after two ginormous games uh, before I decide what I'm going to go into next. I have a few few possibilities of games, but then nothing new. It's all stuff that, that already is out there. Nice. Nice. Greg, how about you? Yeah, nothing from this upcoming list was really exciting me this time around. So it's just going to be continuing on from games from 2017 and 2018, Pokemon and whatnot. So hope to finally catch up and join Age of Calamities and uh, Phoenix Rising someday soon, but I'll have to see where that takes me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, um, looks like Jake said it. he's excited about Pikmin, uh, continuing to... Con- continue on in Pikmin and uh, doing his usual games, but uh, not so sure what else. Um, he also said he, he doesn't want rise, but uh, he doesn't have the patience for it. Um, I think that's, that's one of the big things uh, with that as well. It doesn't only, it doesn't only require time to get good. It also requires a lot of patience as well, which is funny. He's talking about patience and uh, you know, that's okay. Um, but uh, you know, me not wanting to, uh, you know, change my, my game, my cartridge is out. That just makes him upset. So I don't know. <laughs> Um, but, uh, <laughs> I, I don't have the patience for that. And that, that's, that's wrong. So just, just pointing out some, you know, <laughs> just things I'm noticing that. Shake, 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 shake. <laughs> so, what was that, uh, Greg? The difference between patience and laziness. <laughs> 
Mm, fine line, fine line. <laughs> oh man, it's been great to talk with you guys. As always, uh, it uh, like we said, our next podcast is going to be recorded on March sixteenth. Uh, just a heads up, though, in terms of the uh, of our recording schedule, um, the episode after next week. So next week, 225 will be uh, still on regular schedule, but we're going to be taking a break the week of March 23rd. So we won't be having a, a new episode that week. Um, 226 will then uh, be recorded on March 30th. So just a, just a heads up as you guys uh, look at the calendar ahead um, that we'll be taking a break that that week of March 23rd. Um, but we'll, we, we will be back live on uh, March 16th next week with episode 225. Um, so yeah, what, uh, what do you guys, uh, like anything else on your mind before we wrap up today? Uh, Barry, anything, uh, else you're looking forward to or want to say? Yeah. Um, this is going to be one of those busier weeks. Uh, haven't had one of these weeks in a while because not only am I going to be doing another playcast, this Switchmania playcast, which I, we haven't really recorded much uh, is going to be recording again this week. I'm also going to be guesting on a show that, uh, will definitely delight, uh, Jakester called monster bound uh which is a, a new podcast uh talking about earth earthbound and, and playing earthbound with it so i'm going to be on a guest uh, it's going to be tomorrow uh so that is definitely something that uh, i will have to share with jakester uh, i'm not sure if it's live or if it's recorded and then put up but i will definitely share the link uh when it is up and uh also uh just some some really cool news uh for those of you that don't remember or don't know uh i am uh, part of the team at Premium Edition Games, and we are putting out physical games. And uh, our first two releases, Super Blood Hockey and Pigeon Dev Games Collection, are actually shipping this week. Our, nice. our Premium Edition versions, we are actually finally shipping. We announced it last summer that we were starting, and through back and forths and a lot of headaches and uh, a lot of emails, uh, we are finally shipping. So the end of this week, they will be going. But if you're still interested, we do have copies. You can go to premiumeditiongames.com. You could still purchase those games, but they are absolutely going to be shipped out. And I'll be able to show some stuff hopefully next week, uh, depending on when my copy arrives. But uh, we, we do have some copies in hands on some of the other teams, uh, team members. And uh, just really exciting because these are these are it's not just a, a dream or a, a possibility it is actually in fruition like these these are going out to customers and and these games do exist in the physical realm now nice that's that's really exciting and they get to be in your collection yes yeah. oh absolutely they will be in my collection <laughs> right there sitting right next to mario and zelda be games that you're <laughs> you're you know uh you're playing a part in publishing so that's really cool absolutely that's awesome physically publishing not digitally right. publishing physically yeah uh greg anything else uh on your mind anything else you want to share before we wrap up today uh, i don't think so i mean i know we've already talked about in depth about pokemon so i think we'll probably be eventually getting a pokemon shield uh, from the library at some point so then we can match the other uh legendary so yeah that's pretty much all that's going on here right now cool cool well, you got a, a whole lot to catch up on with Pokemon for sure. So, uh, you know, anytime you have a, a ga- gaming drought, we know um, Pokemon is, is going to keep you busy for sure. Um, there's a lot lot to catch up on there. <laughs> I was kind of surprised that this game was shorter, but I was thinking Pokemon Sword would have been longer. But mm. I don't know if that's a recent thing or if they're all about the same length. But I was kind of surprised that it wasn't as long as I was expecting 
Yeah, I think the 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 prop the game like the proper game is uh is a little bit shorter, but there's like so many extra things to do in Sword and Shield that I think that that's what they try to do to kind of make up for it. Ah, so, uh, okay. Yeah. But uh, all right. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, all of you guys that joined us and then the chat tonight as well. Again, uh, if you're watching after the fact, be sure to let you, us know all your comments and thoughts about any of the stuff that we've talked about tonight in the uh, the comments uh, here on YouTube or uh, shoot us a message on social media or in our Discord. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll be back next time with episode 225 on March 16th. But until then, uh, happy gaming, everybody. Mm-hmm.